You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. Hey there, Defiance fans. Welcome back to the Defiance After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Season 2, Episode 7. If you could see her through my eyes, I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me this week, Mr. Nando Velasquez. Hello, everybody. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, so uh, unfortunately... Uh, due to a, due to a scheduling issue yesterday, there was an issue with our DVR and the show didn't record in time for us to tape, uh, last night. So we apologize to those of you Defiance fans who were looking forward to the show this morning, uh, and couldn't find it, uh, and, and Scott and Jesse weren't able to make this special, uh, retape time. But we do have a very special guest with us today, uh, Miss Dio Horn. Are you with us? Hi. Hi. Hey. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know, Dio plays uh, Rin on the show, who we, we got to see again after a long absence. It's great to have you back. Oh, it's nice to be back. <laughs> I, I, I want to say we, we got to see her again. I feel like that's an important word for some oh. reason. Oh, sorry. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're, you're shooting today. Are, are, are you still shooting on Defiance? Is that, is that still shooting right now? Oh no no no! no. Um, I'm shooting a mini series. Oh wow! Uh, called The Fixer with Ooh. Kathleen Robertson and Eric Dane in Montreal. Oh, oh wow. very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, in this episode, uh, it, it's great. It's great to have you back. I just want to know the the Arathian uh, makeup. How long does it take for you to get in and out of get in in and out of that stuff? And how involved is it? Um, well, from the morning, like, okay, when I, as soon as I get there until I'm ready to go on set, it takes three hours. Oh, man. So, like, there's the makeup, but there's also everything else. Like, the, um, okay, there's, like, the prosthetic makeup. There's the wig. First, it's the wig, and then it's the prosthetics, and then it's the makeup makeup, um, like, eyelashes and stuff like that. And then it's costume, which mm. there's a lot of, like, I've, there's a lot of things to tie for some reason. Like I have like a corset and my necklace. I have to tie things around my wrist, my boots. My boots are like knee high. So yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of patience. <laughs> How long does it take with the wardrobe then? Uh, with the wardrobe, like another half an hour. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. It's wow. Like three and a half hours. So yeah. where where has Rin? been all this time she kind of like popped in and out last season she was arrested then she got free then she was here then she wasn't where's she been she's been hanging out in the badlands hell yeah uh you know doing some fucking kick out oh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) you're all right she's badass she's badass in the badlands you get get, every now and then a curse word comes out that's all right (laughs) (laughs) so she's been out kicking butt but I mean, like, so how cool is it? Like, this is my favorite thing about the way that the show went last night when I read the script. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so like, Rin is like pretty friggin' badass as it 
as it is, you know, as it stands. And now she could potentially get an eye patch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Like you can, can't get more. That's you an extra what? Get more badass that's like that. an extra what? Two minutes with wardrobe, maybe a minute. <laughs> So many little pieces. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I'm yeah. excited to see what the costume girl does with it. <laughs> I will she's say, am- amazing. Simonetta is amazing. The stuff that she designed. Mm. Mm. I will. I will say that. Yeah, when we we saw the result of what happened with that operation, a part of me was thinking, well, now she gets a bad. Now she gets a badass eye patch. Yeah, and it exactly. Kind of still fits in her character, so yeah. it's not really like you, yeah. anyone else. You'd be like, oh my god, they lost an eye. But with Rin, it's like, yeah, I get I'm to be still. Oh my god, she I'm lost still, an eye. I'm still a little bit of that, but now it's like, but. Check out how badass I look now. True. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but Rin she... works with what she's got. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a badass fighter. I don't think it'll take her long to fight without depth, depth perception. Yeah, she's going to get it. She's going to rock it. She's going to surprise everyone. Mm. Hell yeah. Well, it's definitely been good to see you. It's good to see you return because uh, definitely you definitely caused a big stir in season one. With Arissa <laughs> and with the hell bugs. Yeah, exactly. So it's really it's I know, really... I feel like I feel like she was like misunderstood. You know, like a teenager, you know? Like like just like a misunderstood teenager mm-hmm. and she was angry last year and had her good reason to be angry mm-hmm. and now this year like I like that she comes back and they you know, they're happy to see each other. Her and her and Arissa. Yeah. Well, she even I'm really says like, that it's like she. You when you're explaining Arissa, when you're introducing Arissa, you're, you're kind of like, well, she may have been touched by Urzu or just a little odd. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. That, that's it, all that anger and everything's just gone to. Okay, I kind of accept you because you're kind of part of my god now or something. So yeah, or whatever. Part of my yeah, well, they're kind of like they're kind of actually share like a similar background in a way, you know. So like the like adopted, taken care of by somebody else, and. Um, mistreated as a child. Well, I mean, Rin, uh, Rin went through like a traumatic experience with their pa- parents right. and everything. So, so yeah, no, I think there's like a kinship there with with Arissa and Rin. I like it. I love working with her too. It's so much fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. How has been? Uh, how has Defiance been for you for your career? I mean, I know when uh, when Sci-Fi originally announced Defiance, it was a year in the making before the first episode even aired, with all the major characters. And and how how has it been for you um, playing on Defiance? It's been so great. I mean, like I auditioned for a couple characters. I auditioned for Rin. I auditioned for um, the wife of or the the, the young. Uh, Christy, Christy, yeah. Christy. You know the the uh, well, Graham Greene's daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rafe, Rafe's, Rafe's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yes, okay, Christy. So I auditioned for that, and then I ended up. Um, uh, they offered me this role. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, it's a small part in in the pilot, but it has potential to grow." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then I was, I had no idea. I was like, "Wow, I like her." Like I have, I'm I'm probably having more fun playing this than I would have any of the other roles, you know. Mm. And I like that she sort of like comes back and forth, uh, comes in and out, you know. Like I'm, because I'm also working on Hemlock Grove, so mm. I, she's like a character that I can pop in and out, and and it still works, you know. Yeah. And it's been so good for my career, really. Like I have a lot of support. That's great. What what I really love about her, to me, is like even more than a Arissa, who has had this strong human influence her whole life. Rin is who I imagine like a prototypical Arathian to be. Um, if that makes sense. Oh. Are you still there? 
Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, say it again. I was just saying she's, you know, she's what an Arathian I think is supposed to be. She's wild. She's uh, she's all over the place. She doesn't take any crap. Uh, and I was just wondering if you could speak to sort of the Arathian mindset as you have, like, come to develop it or that you use when you're playing her. Well, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I play, I play a gypsy on another show on Hemlock Grove, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's sort of, like, a similarity between where uh, Rin and the Arathians come from. You know, like, they're almost, they live in caravans in the, hmm. in the, in the, in the, in the, the field, in the badlands, you know, so... Um, I feel like she's, uh, I, wait, sorry. she's, um, connected. She, she's, they're very, like, spiritual people, right? Or botans. And, um, I, I think that there's, like, a connection to, um, something greater than, than themselves. And, um, I think they like to be kept, or, or they like to, uh, have their, um, not to be bothered, you know what I mean? They don't want to assimilate into society. They want to be left alone and and still be respected. Um, I think that they're, I, I don't know. Does that answer anything? I'm just kind of like, no, it helps. Getting yeah. right <laughs> I was going to say, from from what I understand, you, you are, uh, you're, you're of uh, Native American descent. Uh, yeah. From Mohawk. Yeah. The, I, and I was just curious yeah. because, uh, you know, I, I do see uh, Arathians a bit. They, they definitely have a spirituality about them. Uh, they definitely seem to come from, you know, the country from out in the wilderness, or at least that's where they, they thrive at. Did, did you yeah. notice any anything at all, culturally speaking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And it was so funny because, like, I mean... Uh, I mean, like Graham Greene and then Justin Rain and Wesley French and like that family, you know, they're all native. And I was like, hey, guys, and they're like, I'm like, I'm not part of your family. I'm actually playing one of the aliens, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when I saw them on set. So that was kind of cool. And they're playing like, yeah, like the, the human family, um, which I thought was really cool. But I did, of course, I saw um, lots of similarities between I, between, I think that's, you know, on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, but uh, but yeah, like just how I I find I found like a parallel with native people and and Romani people and Hemlock Grove. I found the same thing with um, with uh, the Iratians. Right. There's like a they're, they're very like you know tribal and and they protect one another and they're sort of like you know like a, a unsaid connection between each other. You know, Absolutely. and it's only so long I think that. That Rin and Arissa could could hate each other until they until they um, just sort of had to like throw that shit aside and and get along because them against everyone else, you know. Absolutely. So, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Um, well, Dia, I want to thank you so much for, for calling us here at the show today. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks um, for taking time off from the set. Yeah. Is there anything else oh that God, you have? I love you guys. Is there anything else besides Hemlock Grove that we can expect to see you in uh, shortly? Uh, I'm doing an English series called 192. I have a recurring in that. It's like a cop show that mm-hmm. takes place in Montreal. And um, a web series called Blank Page um, that we start shooting in a couple of weeks where I play Page. And um, that also takes place in Montreal. So it's pretty cool to be working back at home and have like a pretty busy month of a, uh, coming ahead. And then I'm going to be at Sac- Sacramento, California, like, like a convention thing, mm-hmm. trend convention. So I'll be there at the end of the month. Oh, lovely. Oh, awesome. 
Fan yeah. con- convention yeah. for for anything in particular, or just a general fan convention? Uh, they're, oh, they're bringing me for for um, my work on Assassin's Creed Three. Oh, awesome. oh, for Assassin's Creed Three, awesome. Um, yeah. Do you have yeah. a, a a Twitter handle that uh, people can follow you at? Yeah, just look. It's it's at my full name at Ganyadio, but just like look for Dio Horn and it'll be verified. So. Okay. Awesome. Great. All right. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, have a great shoot. Uh, Oh, thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, you can look for D.O. Horn, uh, and that's spelled T-I-I-O. It was great having her on the show. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, So let's let's jump into into this episode. Uh, We've got kind of like our three big stories. We've got the house, the continuing complications of the House of Tar. Yes. Uh, And uh, Daytac... Is uh, is stooping uh, the lovely lovely house girl uh, Jelena Jelena um, who like I found very it funny interesting scene yeah and I found it funny like I mentioned that she was, we mentioned that she was very pretty a couple episodes ago and someone like reached out and was like good I'm glad I'm not the only person who was like she's like really pretty um, and uh, <laughs> I guess that's just something that you do because like, that person she, was who reached out he owns her yes. on some level so like that's normal even though he raised her. Um, and he's like having sex with her, but he's yelling out Stama's name and he's kind of just like hate giving well, it to her. Well, I loved, I love that whole exchange. Cause first she's saying his name that he's, and he's the master like, and he's like, what do you think? I'm some kind of egomaniac. And she's like, uh, <laughs> no, no. Is that the right answer? Yeah. And he's like, good. <laughs> um, actually that wasn't a bad, uh, day tack. Uh, and, uh, he wakes up the next morning hungover. And she is at his door with her eyeballs carved out. Mm. Horrifying. Yes. Um, and, and at this point, it could be any, anything, any, yeah. any, any possible reason for this to, to, for her to be dead. Right. Well, I immediately jumped to Stama. I'm like, of course, she's trying to get him sent back to Camp Reverie. Yeah. Even uh, though, even though he, he did bring it up in the episode that mm-hmm. she could have framed him last week. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was. It wasn't her. They wind up working together, a kind of uneasy alliance, mm-hmm. just you know, for her sake, to uh, to find out who did it and bring them to justice. Yeah, but again, very interesting exchange because it was seemed apparent that Stama even knew that uh, Jelena uh, was sleeping with uh, with yeah. Daytac. But that and didn't seem like a huge problem. Doesn't seem like a huge problem. Yeah. Well, she was fine with him going to the night porters at the need one. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Fine with that, too. Mm-hmm. Fine with her house servant going over for extracurricular activities with, with him as well. And yeah, uh, As long as she keeps the pool and everything, yeah. everything's fine. Any, if that was a normal if it was a normal human family, chances are it would be it would be something. She probably would have framed Daytac or, yeah. or, uh, or, you know, had him guilty of it. Well, if it was a normal human family, yeah, I know. I think she just she would have used someone. It, it, if if Stama wanted to frame him, it wouldn't have been their housemaiden. It would have been someone else. Somebody else. They would have yeah. gotten somebody else. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that a human would be more apt to frame her husband for murder, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, before Jelena is killed, she runs into Christy, who mm-hmm. has some uh, white makeup. I'm sorry. Baking powder, baking powder on, on her, her neck. Fi- on her neck, uh, just some like 
like rich, creamy baking powder mm-hmm. uh, that you can spread easily. <laughs> yeah, that's spreadable it's baking, baking powder. powder. Spreadable baking powder. It's yes, the future. It's the future. Yeah, that's the way we look at it. Uh, so that you know, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, last week we got introduced uh, to this Lotus Club, where uh, it has become a kink among humans to uh, shed their skin and become uh, and pose as votans. Uh, in this club and kind of like explore what it would be like to be an alien. Yeah. It, yeah. In some kind of, I, I guess uh, Alec called it, uh, Alec called it like a Cathafan transvestite. Yeah, yeah. That's what he called club, it. Yeah. And it, it kind of is because mm-hmm. they're just kind of like dressing up and it's very insensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, is it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like dressing in blackface almost a yeah. little bit. I mean, their, pur- their purpose is, not about inciting any kind of like tension between these races. Yeah. It's more of a personal thing of like, I so want to be like one of these people that I want to dress up as them. But it, from a Votan perspective, it's got to feel pretty perverse. Well, I think, I think you actually, it was a good point saying like kind of similar to blackface because yeah. I think that's it, one thing, at least back, back in the day when, when something like that existed, uh, people who did that didn't. Some of them didn't think it was that insulting at all, even yeah. though it was incredibly insulting to to African Americans. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very similar, especially when we see Alak's reaction. He's to horrified Christy doing that. He's completely horrified, even though Christie has these plausible explanations, just saying that I wanted to learn about your culture. I wanted to be more in tune with it. I feel like an outsider, I, you know, but. Alak just totally put his foot down for the first time. For the ever. first time. And now really put he puts his foot down. Now he puts down. his foot down. Great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he couldn't put it down with his father. He's to put it down now when yeah. she's dressing up uh, in this wig and this white makeup. And like, But at the same time, though, mm-hmm. if Christy really wanted to learn, I, I know that like Treasure is kind of like doing this little weird sexual chess game here. Yeah. Um, but uh, if she wanted to learn about his culture, she could have asked about asked about it. She could have asked him to treat her like a castie. Well, don't forget, it's not all her fault right now because she's also being played. She's being played she's being hardcore. Played, yes, hardcore. And we get really, we get, finally get sort of an idea of what Treasure's motives are mm-hmm. in this moment where, like, Christy's like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. This, Alec finds this uh, this courting gem, and he's really upset Which by Treasure it. Which Treasure just happens to show yeah. right in front of Alec as if... Uh, oh, you forgot if, this very important, very rare courting gem. I have no idea what this is, but I'm going to show it to you right now mm-hmm. in front of your husband. Yeah. This, this, this little gem here. She's trying to break up this marriage. She wants to be a princess. She's going to take it however she however she can. She's going to steal it away. Yeah, she's going to steal Christie's husband. Mm-hmm. And she's doing a great job she's of it so far. She's doing a pretty damn good job like, of it. Because, uh, like, I mean, Alec didn't want to sleep with her at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Now she's pouring him glass after glass of alcohol and he's taking her up to the room yeah. and he's doing it doing it mm-hmm. uh it's 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 sad it's sad that she's fallen for it so quickly she she's, didn't see it coming christy yeah. well she's just so nice i mean her, she has the same weakness as elect they're both too mm-hmm. darn nice he's i know taking treasure's word for yeah. all of this and christy's not even saying well treasure put me you know she's not even hinting that treasure had anything to do with this yeah i mean she doesn't realize that treasure is the person who who ratted her out either mm-hmm. but they're just too darn nice yeah but at the same time though like this is never this is in no way what i ever could have expected 
their storyline to look like for season two of this show based on season one. Uh, it, but it's really, really great in that it gives them, it gives Christy something interesting to do. Yeah. Besides be upset that her father and Alak's father don't get along mm-hmm. and that Alak is not the greatest husband in the world. She's found something in herself that gives her pride and makes her feel beautiful and interesting. And granted, it's a very racially insensitive thing that is leading her to that mm. place. But it, well, is it that, or is the fact that she's actually being courted? She's dressed up like this, and she's being courted by by Ricardo. someone who, I mean, granted, he's like kind of an a old, lot kinky old, weirdo. Yeah. But at the same time, he is also treating her with a great deal of respect, and is doing this very traditional courtship. Yeah, um, which. Frankly, she didn't have with Alack. No. He was a young punk that she fell for when she was a teenager, Absolutely. essentially. Yeah. Um, so it, it's got to feel very, very good. Mm. Uh, and, and he just keeps... Mercado just keeps buttering her up in, in this club. Like, everyone has their eyes on you right now. You're the most beautiful woman here. Uh, and she she falls for it hook, line, and sinker. But the the interesting and telling thing for me... Is when Mercado's like, you don't know who I am, do you? Uh, and she's like, no. And he's very kind of tickled by this. And I'm wondering if their relationship, if, if Alak and Christie's marriage continues to dissolve and Mercado kind of steps in and picks up the Christie pieces mm-hmm. there, the kind of power and influence that Christie could have if she was on the arm of Mercado, I mean, as gross as that sounds... Uh, would be very interesting, but it is that that does have a possibly like you, like you said, very interesting dynamic between yeah. the two because it's definitely a power family and and a, and somebody in a powerful position in defiance, mm-hmm. very very powerful. Yeah, and should the minds ever go back to Rafe McCauley? But again, it's still all sorts of weird because she's still married. <laughs> she's still married. She's still technically married, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I could see Treasure getting in there with a lack. I mean, after all, it, it, it based on his father, mm-hmm. I'm sure who we even see seen earlier in that episode, he it's in his culture that it's perfectly acceptable to play the field. It seems like as yeah, a Castathan it, in their culture, but he's ma- married to a Castathan. He's married to, to a, a human. human, and I feel like he he is very he take he's taken on more, most of the moral human traits. Mm-hmm. From dating Christy, from living in defiance, from yep. being around humans, he's taken a much more of a of a of a yeah of, a, of an earth earthly tone to him mm-hmm. as opposed to vote votan. Yeah, so it's very interesting to see that Treasure is also kind of inspiring him and, and making him realize that he's a castathan and he should take control. He's he's upset right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that scene between the two of them at the end was a very very passionate scene. Yeah, I don't think you would if we were to see a sex scene. I'm not asking that we do. If we were to see a sex scene between Christy and Alak, that oh, that, that it would be Alak, that okay. it would be a very similar type of scene. Right. Uh, I thought for a second you were saying I'm not asking for a sex scene between Alak and Treasure. I'm like, well, well hold on. I'm not, no, no, no. And no. then I, for a second I thought you were about uh, to say when you said Christy, I'm like, oh god, a- Christy and Mercado. Okay, yeah, no one's asking. No for one's that. asking for that. No, no one's no. asking for that. I'm asking for certain sex scenes, not other ones. Okay, okay, fair enough. Not that one. Not the also Mercado. interesting. Yes. She wants Mercado to call her Stama, and she when she says to Alak, I could be more like Stama. Yeah. Uh, which, and that's the second time someone is calling, calling themselves Stama, Stama in the episode. Weird. But, like, 
she's got this admiration for Stama, but at the same time, she like throws it in his face that he's uh, that he's Vizu and that he killed Skeever, mm-hmm. and you know she despises this criminal element that she knows that Stama is very much a part of yeah. and is the leader of. So mm-hmm. then, why does she also? admire Stama at the same time? Is it just because she admires a woman who takes power for herself? I think it's a little bit of that. I also think it's just Stama's... You know, look, Christy is so moldable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think anybody else could kind of see that Treasure is up to something. Yeah. Just to see how quickly Treasure just latched on to Christy and said, I got a great idea. Let's put you up in makeup and throw you in this club, you know, uh, where you get courted by another man. I mean... Anyone else would probably see this, but it just goes to show. I don't think she ever really saw Stama in the Vizu mm-hmm. capacity because Stama's just so her 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 language, the way she is, is just so smooth, yeah, and manipulative almost mm-hmm. the way she gets across. Yeah. So Christy admires that she sees the power, but I don't think she what she's accusing Alak for. She doesn't realize Stama really is that person. It's true, which is interesting. I'm very very excited to see what happens when Stama. Uh, finds out what's going on. And and I want to add, too, because we didn't really bring it up because of the interview, but the name of, of this episode is you've, If You Could See Her Through My Eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, obviously the obvious pun with, right. uh, with, the, with the case with the, with the eyes missing from uh, Jelena. But there's a lot of, just like in last week's episode, this woman's work, there seems to be a lot of uh, references to that. And it's almost like what Christy says, if you could see, if you could see her through my eyes. Mm-hmm. So she sees Stama in a very different way. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Okay. I, I'm on board with that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. But it's also very punny. He, but yes. It's true. But here's here's what I want to see. So Stama, she's someone who appreciates and respects cruelty. And she appreciates and respects de- like deviousness. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she would see what Treasure had, has done and be upset, or do you think that she would look at her with respect? Because Castathans do respect cruelty and deviousness, but at the same time, they're also very traditional, mm. and they take tradition very, very seriously. So to break up a marriage, I think, maybe might even be a worse offense than killing killing a competitor. I think anything to toughen up her son would, would make her feel a little better, because mm. I think she even notices Alak is a little too... Timid, a little too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little. I mean, she doesn't mind the fact that she's Vizu because, uh, according to tradition, Alak should have been Vizu when, uh, you know, when uh, when Daytak was in prison. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think she, I think she wouldn't mind that. But at the same time, Treasure's kind of inferred that she's played games with Daytak before too, and you know, she slept with Daytak, and obviously, this is a woman who craves power. So I think Stama would respect her. But not have her too close. Or rather have her close enough just to snap her neck if she needs to. Yeah. Just close enough to, to ruin her. All right. Me, yeah. But me. I think she would respect her. I think uh, I think there definitely is that. But then the other thing is Christy is part of Rafe. Well, I, I don't know how much power Rafe really has He doesn't anymore. have any right now, but should... So uh, Treasure might be the better yeah. option. But should uh, Rafe and Daytac oust the Earth Republic from Defiance... Rafe could suddenly have a lot of power. Get back, have his minds back, for example. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, All right, real quick, I just want to mention iTunes, folks. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Go to iTunes, rate and review this show and any other shows you listen to or download. It's the best way to support AfterBuzz TV. We put out between 60 and 70 hours of free content a week. It's a super huge effort that we're putting out there to get that stuff to you all for free. Uh, You know, our engineers work tirelessly to make this happen. So uh, if you feel like giving back, it just takes a second. 
doesn't cost a dime. Rate and review the show. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep the lights on here and keep our engineers paid. Paid, paid, paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we we got that going on. We've also got uh, the the I thing and the ongoing struggles of Arissa. Um, you know, Nolan has been contracted to kind of look into this uh, this this matter of the missing eyes, uh, and he's not really getting any leads. Meanwhile, Arissa uh, comes across Rin and her uh, her riding companion Mordecai or Kai, who looks just like the guy from Arissa's visions aboard the Kaziri mm-hmm. from her past life. Apparently, yes, yes. Um, we still don't know what's up with that. Is it a past? It's got to be a past life, but I've never heard. I don't know that they believe in incarnation necessarily. Yeah, I'm still not 100 percent clear on that either. Reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, she sees Kai and she's like, "Oh my god, do you not know? Do you know me?" And mm-hmm. he's like, "Uh, should I?" And I love that he is. He's a Jewish. He's a Jewish. Uh, Arathian, mm-hmm. which is just so weird and silly to me, and I love it. <laughs> I love that he's a Jewish Arathian, uh, and he's a businessman. Yeah. I, and like that's the thing. It's like at first you see this Arathian businessman who like doesn't seem tribal at all. And I'm like, oh, he's interesting, and he's like, oh, he's Jewish. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense to me. Makes me happy. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's kind of obsessed with this guy. She's like, like, look, you don't know, but like. There's a thing going on here. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, listen, I have I have a girlfriend. I mean, we're not exclusive, but like we have an understanding. So I appreciate your interest, but uh, no thanks. Um, and uh, she she cuts herself open to try to bring some of these memories back. And then later on in the episode, she kisses Mordecai. Uh, and suddenly he gets all the memories, mm-hmm. and we get a clear picture of what happened. After she said it's time to take take over the ship, they kind of shut down what I imagine were sort of like the ship's organic or- computers. Yeah, it seemed like something like that. So the Colovan, they laid down the Colovan, uh, put one in each of their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine that, that those are the organic computers of the ship. But then why is it? That the ship is ca- is causing her to re-implant it in all these people and, like, kill their organic bodies. It's so weird to me. I don't understand what this ship was for. Well, I mean, the only thing I could see is, that, I, I mean, that first vision that she had, I noticed all those... Um they almost look like pods in the yeah. background. So that's that's I that's why I don't think it's a past life. I almost feel like those are those are this is some alternate reality that she's going to or mm. something, you know, and maybe these pods are people she's already been with and she's killed, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah, that's the way I was looking at it, but it's still it's still very unclear in some way um mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I definitely want more answers. Mm. She's still hiding things from Nolan, hiding this whole thing. Uh and when you know, when Jelena turns up dead, yeah. the same way that, you know, Birdie Bird. turned up dead, mm-hmm. she he has to ask, do you know anything about this? She's like, no, of course not. Okay, I don't know anything. When uh, they... But are, based on his suspicions from Birdie, that's why he yeah, went to her. Yeah. He's still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So when they finally, uh, they find out from Doc Yule that this other doctor... Uh, is, you know, implanting all of the these uh, Votan eyes, these Votan corneas in humans so that they can feel a little more Votan for this crazy Lotus Club. Uh, 
they track him down and he stabs Orissa with scissors. Snap! A wound in front of Nolan. I'm like, yes, okay, great move, writers. Let's get let's get these two Finally, on yes. the same page. Uh, and you know, it heals before Nolan can see it. Like he runs out. She says, "Just go ahead, I'll be fine." Uh, and it heals. So then, at the end of the episode, he like sneaks up on her and slices her hand open mm-hmm. in like what's a very brutal thing, just to see for himself what's really going on. But that whole scene, like he took her down really judo intense. style. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was a little battle there just to to finally get the answer he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he reminded her, you know, we only have one rule: we live or die together. Mm. Um, and holding their father and daughter, I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad that these two are back on the same page. He's protecting her. She's able to confide in him now. And now maybe we can move forward towards some of the answers that we seek. Plus, I think now that they're working together, there's a much better chance that we can get them back in the Kaziri before the end of the season. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Um, all right. What else? So, yeah. Uh, Daytac and Rafe, they track the, they, first of all, they dispose of Jelena's body outside of town. Yes. Uh, Yule, is like is like you know you're a master criminal take care of it and uh, Rafe helps him carry it out there and then a hellbug grabs it and eats it mm-hmm. sad yeah. sad way to go very sad way to go considering yeah. uh, she was such a loyal mm-hmm. a loyal to the family loyal maiden to the family yeah mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and Rin gets kidnapped by this doctor. And uh, he cuts out one of her corneas, and now she's going to have this this badass, uh, badass eye yeah. patch. I think it's going to be really badass. Yeah. I don't know if she misspoke, but I'm just gleaning from what Dio told us. She's like, uh, I bet, I hope the costume people are going to you know, give me something cool. I think that means that she's not coming back this season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that means we that could... she wasn't seen with an eye patch. Well, that's the thing about her. It didn't seem like, it didn't seem like there was any... Uh any reason to keep her there much longer. It seemed mm. like she was going to go off with, with Kai. Yeah. Uh, dropping by. They were just dropping by. They were going to go off on another trip or something. So mm-hmm. who's to say? But yeah, I would I would guess that might be the last we see of her for a little while. But hopefully she'll be back with that badass by iPad. I would love to see it. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. All right. Um, is there anything else? But I think, you know, I think just also just to be, just to mention just for his arc, I think Daytac... You know, Daytac had an option to obviously he was very, very passionate about mm-hmm. the death of Jelena. Yeah. And to see him working with Rafe and to see that scene when they finally catch the doctor mm-hmm. and he said he even said he promised he promised Stama he wouldn't kill uh he wouldn't kill him. Yeah. And just to put his eye his hands, his fingers in the doctor's eyes, that was such a creepy thing. But you know, it's again it's it's Daytac showing that he can adapt a little bit more. He knows he can't really go by the old ways. He would have killed him in season one. He would have killed him, no doubt. No doubt. Instantly. No doubt. But here he is showing his version of... Uh, his version of restraint. Yes, his version of restraint. Yeah. <laughs> I love continuing to see these folks evolve. And, uh, you know, this season has not gone in a direction that I could have expected. But I feel like we now we have all these balls in the air. Yeah. We're halfway through the season. Something's got to give, man. And missing from this episode, too, because uh, I, I was just going to say how, you know, again, this more or less started and ended in a sex scene, kind of yeah. like last week's did. But missing from this episode is Berlin and Tommy. Berlin and Tommy. So yeah. we still don't know exactly what um, what ramifications of Berlin and Nolan mm. Bad news, are. man. Yeah, we still don't know about that. She used him. Mm. She used him to get back at Tommy. Yeah. And it is, like, if he was ever going to get Tommy's trust back, I mean, it's going to be hard now. Mm. I mean, it was hard then. Yeah. 
but I kind of am curious. I want. I mean, I have no problem seeing a scene with treasure in it, a uh, sex scene with treasure in it, but I wouldn't mind seeing more Berlin, too. I, I would agree. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time for predictions. Mm. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, so I didn't get a chance to see the scenes from next week. I didn't either because I watched it online because okay, well, we had that technical perfect. difficulty. So uh, yeah. we have nothing to spoil. Yeah, well, I have to imagine that now that <laughs> Nolan knows Arissa's secret, by next week he will know the extent of it. The the quote-unquote killings, that people are coming back to life, that it keeps healing her, and they come up with a, a proactive solution um, to uh, to try to explore it and figure out what's going on. Uh, I think Pottinger is coming back from whatever his duties were uh, outside the city. And uh, we also have that little moment with Amanda and Mercado where he basically insinuates that he would uh, love to kick Pottinger out and install her as the new mayor of Defiance, albeit one under uh, the Earth Republic's thumb. So uh, we may have some movement on that front as well. Mm-mm. I think <clears> – <throat> Well, I mean, I definitely want to see Pottinger back. I think it's mm-hmm. really interesting. And also the fact that uh, Mercado hinted uh, in this episode to uh, to Amanda that he might decide to put her back in charge. Yeah. So, um, what you would say, I was distracted. I was looking at oh, something okay. here. So, if I'm repeating anything you that's, said. That's what I was just talking about. That's what you were talking about. So, never mind. So, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> I was look. I was trying to look for some news while we were doing that because right. I felt like there was some news, but I can't. Yeah. I, you know what? I can't That's find okay. it right now. We're, we'll do news. Yeah. I'm time. also very curious about this uh, Christy Mercado connection, um, and I want to see how Stama interacts with Treasure. I already said that, but uh, I think that pretty much runs <laughs> well, it down. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. And well, also I want to see what's going to happen with Urzu now that Nolan knows the truth. Yes, exactly. Because I it, think. Technically, she said if you tell him, you have to kill him. And she didn't tell him. He just found out. So I think he's protected on some level. On some level. But I imagine we're going to check in with Urzu next week. Yeah, I would think we would to find out exactly what the deal is with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I want to thank you all for downloading, watching, listening, streaming. We really, really appreciate it. Nando, where can the people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Okay. Yeah. And on various shows here on AfterBuzz, I'm doing Falling Skies right now for the summer. Great. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. And you can find me on all sorts of shows over here. Uh, the Strain is the big one that's going on right now. If you're not watching that show, you're missing out. It's super cool. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 